0: ultimately
1: it was the car wash um, yeah. that really helped him become a fish out of water
0: they will die if they're out of water you need to get that fish back in water <laughs> get a him. fish out of water story is like 30 seconds
1: <laughs> we have to go back hello everyone and welcome back to the flashback flicks retro movie podcast i'm ricky I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 2004 animated movie Shark Tale. Woo. (laughs) Woo. Is this the most recent
0: movie that we have covered?
1: Yeah, I think this is actually the first movie in the 2000s that we've recorded. Hmm. Look at that. What a milestone. It's also the first movie uh, featuring Will Smith that we've done, which I am ashamed of myself for letting happen for so long love will smith
0: it's also our first renee zellweger film that we've covered
1: and it might be the last
0: sorry to all the bridget jones diary <laughs> fans
1: oh yeah i forgot she did that and jerry Maguire. she was in jerry Maguire. yeah that's right she, you had me at hello the reference that they made right and it was like super close in yeah on the fish <laughs> so yes this movie like we said came out in 2004 a year after finding nemo so it's never one of those kind of dueling releases of just like oh disney's gonna make a movie about this thing this other studio's gonna make a thing about this thing you would think it's a thing that it's done intentionally, but it just happens so often because a lot of people in Hollywood have very loud conversations about things, and it just kind of seeps into the subconscious.
0: So loud conversations is why we have Paul Blart and Observe and Report happen <laughs> so close to each other?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Or Ratatouille and Flushed Away?
1: Uh-huh. It's the exact same. Actually, it's just the same restaurants that all these conversations are happening at. All right, so here's a quick synopsis of the movie. Underachiever Oscar, played by Will Smith, is a pint-sized fish with grand aspirations. When mob-connected great white shark Frankie, uh, Michael Imperioli, is accidentally killed, Oscar concocts a story with Frankie's peace-loving brother, Lenny, played by Jack Black, that it was him, himself, Oscar, who murdered the shark. You know, because it's a family picture. Um, suddenly hailed a shark slayer by his aquatic brethren, Oscar has bigger fish to fry when Frankie's father, mob boss Don Lino, played by Robert De Niro. Oh, look at that. Leno De Niro. He dispatches his henchmen to track down his son's killer. Now, here's the thing. Interesting, interestingly enough, the movie was originally called Shark Slayer, um, hmm. which was deemed too scary for kids and parents didn't want to bring their kids to a movie uh called shark murderer
0: yeah at the time that sounds like a uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson film
1: oh all right that's definitely going into my recast of remake pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they and in 2003 is when they changed it to shark tale this movie is uh produced by DreamWorks uh same studios that brought you Shrek which was in all of the advertising at the time. For the people who brought you Shrek, remember Shrek? Come see this movie. The opening uh, song
0: is even the song from Shrek.
1: It's, oh, it's All Star? Well,
0: no, not the opening song of Shrek, but the opening song of Shark Tale is Fio- Fiora's song from Shrek. Oh. Except in this, they're releasing balloons. Oh, yeah. And then the DreamWorks Moon Boy throws the worm into the ocean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That makes sense now. And executive producer, oh, goodness, executive (laughs) producer uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg uh, said the Shark Tale shares the same kind of sensibility as Shrek in that it's a little irreverent, a little subversive, and very much a play on the genre. Just as Shrek was a play on the genre of fairy tales, this film takes on the classic mob film genre. Because, once again, a family picture. Um, trying to get it upside down and inside out and just having a lot of fun with it. And um, it has a star-studded cast, which, again, was on every drop of promotional material. Like there, I remember um, looking up the poster, and the, there's one poster that's literally just two marquees just with everyone's name <laughs> uh, that, that was it it's just like oh yeah you want to see this movie will smith renee zellweger jack black robert de niro angelina jolie martin scorsese shark Tale. tagline a new school's gonna rule and and, and that's that's basically the um uh, um uh, uh, the bulk of the history in the on the film i remember this movie very distinctly because it, it came out in 2004 and it was marketed very heavily because they they did a version of Car Wash with Missy Elliott and Christina Aguilera. And yeah. that was the only thing that mattered. <laughs> like, I felt like, oh, Shark Tale, the movie about the Car Wash song? <laughs> because at the end of the movie, they have the Car Wash music video moment. Yeah, And when I was watching this with my wife, she said, uh, once that scene came on, she said, this... Is what this whole movie was all about, based off of the, <laughs> the advertising. They say, "Oh yeah, no, this movie it, it's it's one hundred percent all about this car
0: wash montage." Yeah, Shrek did the same thing. All of the Shrek movies, they always end in a big musical number, mm-hmm. which is one of the distinct differences between a, a DreamWorks picture like this and a, like a Pixar film.
1: Yeah, yeah, Pixar. You're not gonna hear. Uh... <laughs> Oh man, that would be that would just completely change the, the the tone of Pixar movies. Like at the end of Tangled, they start singing songs from Hairspray. <laughs> I,
0: I could, I I don't think they'd do like pop songs, like uh, like at the time having Christina Aguilera Aguilera and Missy Elliott do a song. I think it'd be more like at the end of Up, uh, the old man would just say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Simon." <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, yeah they they do get like pretty famous um musicians to perform
0: yeah they they get famous musicians um like I'm pretty sure that Randy Newman lives in the Pixar studios <laughs> he just has uh, an apartment
1: there and this is your home now now even though I've seen a lot of the uh promotion material for this movie this is actually my first time like sitting down and watching it um have you seen this movie before I had seen the trailer a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I distinctly remember seeing the trailer, and I honestly, I, I probably haven't said it much on this podcast, but I absolutely love Will Smith. Uh, to me, he can do no wrong, and he was he was fun. He was a fun choice for this uh, lead character. But this is the first time watching this movie, and after watching the movie, I was mostly convinced that the pitch meeting went a little something like. All right, all right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I was just watching Godfather, right? And they said you're gonna sleep with the fishes, and I had a brilliant idea. What if we had a movie based around that joke? <laughs> That's actually my favorite
0: joke in the whole thing. Uh, yeah, because it's like gonna be sleeping with the fishes, and they just kind of like shrug. The Dead Ones. Oh. Oh, my.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this movie, I feel like, is just built on the premise of there are no bad fish joke ideas. Because the movie opens and they just let loose. Like, it's like, hey, look at old Wavy. Hey, he's going over to... The um, what the gup or the gulf? Oh, instead or- of the, yeah, the the gup. Yeah, so the, the gup. gup. Yeah, and just yeah. all of these other the sushi, underground sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one was probably the one that made me laugh out loud. Like,
0: it such a break in the energy. Of, yeah, you know, it's just like,
1: look at this underwater, the the coral city, um, coral cola, all these other things, and then. Heart stop, fish opening up a sushi restaurant, and like no one's there, he's like really upset about it. And I was like, oh, that's that's clever. He's a cannibal, a pariah in his own society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, the movie. It was it was interesting because after watching it, I was like, I I see the heart in it, and I see the premise, but it felt like it was a movie. That was mostly targeted to adults.
0: Yeah, that I got the exact same feeling. You had to know a lot of background on these actors for the jokes to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I was just watching it, thinking, "Well, I feel very fortunate to have watched uh, like Goodfellas and the Godfather movies and Scarface." And like, I get all of the references that they're doing. Uh, for kids, I hope they like fish,
1: <laughs> right? It almost didn't hit the mark for me just because it was so out of, not out of place. It's just like, I don't even know how to describe it other than I felt like, I mean, I get what they're going for. It's just like, oh man, this guy who wants to be more than what he is, but he's just stuck in his current circumstance. So he gambles $5,000 of money away. I'm just like, no, I, I, I don't think the kids know what gambling is. (laughs) Like there (laughs) are...
0: There are life lessons all over the place in this movie.
1: Yeah. Never gamble your money. um, Tell the truth. um, But if you don't tell the truth, eh, it'll work out. Somehow. Somehow. As long as
0: there's someone else with you who's also willing to not tell the truth, (laughs) then the two of you can lie your way to success. The moral of the story is have an accomplice. You never want to do this alone. Andy Dufresne did not do it alone. (laughs)
1: You had Morgan Freeman on the inside, yeah. And that's not to say I didn't like the movie. I mean, there are tons of fun moments throughout the movie. It's just I think the premise didn't lend itself well to it its medium. I think like the the main motivation for a lot of the characters, especially Oscar, who's like our lead character, are fairly selfish, which is fine. It's just I feel like we didn't really get to a point until, like, later on to where we liked him. Oh, yeah, for Will
0: Smith. Yeah. I feel like we instantly like Jack Black because um, mm-hmm. he's saving lives. I love the shrimp scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I I instantly liked Renee Zellweger's character because yeah. uh, you feel sorry for her. Maybe she has poor taste in guys, but, um, like, you still aren't ingratiated to her. Uh, and it's fun to see Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. So I think the, the Will Smith character had so much stack against him. And it's actually a testament to Will Smith's charisma mm-hmm. that it still pushes through, even though this is a really selfish character that we could easily write off.
1: Yeah. I just think like the whole mob connection wasn't necessary. Um, But I get, like, that's the whole premise of the movie, so that's what they want to go with. But, like, even, and I hate to compare it to its other competitor, but, like, even with, like, Finding Nemo, when they found the reformed sharks, um, it was based on, like, a food chain of, like, they, they played with the medium of, like, listen, you're a bottom feeder, this is all you'll ever be, because you're a bottom feeder, um, and mm-hmm. sharks are at the top of the food chain. Like I feel like if they would have played with that a little more, um, and because sharks are at the top of the food chain, they just run things because they do, um, and it, I just feel like if they would have played with more of the setting of them being under the sea as opposed to it being like, hey, we're under the sea, so... Tons of fish jokes. Um, I think if they would have played with the, that medium a little bit more, um, I think it would have been stronger and the connections would have made more sense. Because other than Oscar working at a car wash, because other people were working at the car wash, it didn't make sense to me until like later, until I started looking into it, that like, oh, well, why would he want to... like Other than just like, oh, yeah, people made fun of me once, so I want to be more than this. Why would he want to be this other than just because he wants to. Right. Just to motivate plot.
0: Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. I feel like
1: if he would have been like, man, um, I'm tired of being at the bottom of the food chain. Like I looked up to my dad and I realized that he was at the bottom and I want to get higher. um, And I want to be more like, I want to be seen like this person. Like if it was like a person who he looked up to who had everything even. Or um, even if it was, like, a favorite, or even if it was, like, a shark character. I don't know. I I just think that making those connections would have been stronger for the motivation.
0: So what you really want is a metaphorical, cautionary tale about the dangers of the caste system.
1: (laughs) You got it. That's 100% it.
0: All right. Yeah, I wanted it to just lean one way or the other a little bit. Um, Yeah. It's either a mob film or it's, you know, a classic car wash film, because <laughs> um, I, I think they could have they could have pushed the mob angle quite a bit. And that's probably what I would have
1: preferred. Yeah. I mean, and that's again, like I'm not trying to like say, oh, this movie is so bad, but this, that, the other. But like they're just things that I felt were missing that could have made it a stronger film. Um, Yeah, because
0: watching, I was like, "Why wasn't this more popular?" It has a fairly low rating um, compared to other animated films around that time, Um, and it it's like really well done. Like the production quality on it's great, and animating, especially when they did the film underwater, super difficult. Like mm -hmm. air bubbles everywhere. Um, The thing that blew me away. Was any time they interacted with a liquid underwater, mm-hmm. yeah, the just the animation principles behind that of like when he's painting himself, mm-hmm. um, or, <laughs> or he goes to smear ketchup on him and it yeah. just dissolves in the water. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's like, such a cool way to depict that.
1: There's this one scene where um the octopus character is pouring coffee and it just like drips away. <laughs> it just <Yeah>. like <laughs> dissipates away. <laughs> that made my wife laugh a lot. Yeah, I I would say I think one of the things I really liked about the movie is like the last half because I'd say like the last half was probably the most entertaining piece. And I think this is where I think the movie really comes together is that it's about like Will Smith and Jack Black um, Mm -hmm. as like a fish and a shark, like their friendship and them kind of working together. I think that's where the movie really hits its stride. They're friends from two separate parts of the food chain or the cast system. um, And they uh, have something similar. They're both feel like outcasts and they both feel like they can't be who they really want to be. So they collaborate together to help each other get to where they want to be. And I thought that was like great, I'm like, why but we so we didn't really need um death by anchor to like necessarily have this chemistry together. Like we we could have gotten to this chemistry, I think a little bit quicker, and I think if we would have spent more time with them, it would have been interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, Robert De Niro's character says it at the end. He's like, "Killed by an anchor. Why didn't you just tell me?" <laughs> well, that's a good question.
1: Yep, it really is. And that and that was the thing. Like, um, I think that moment for me was something that kind of broke. Uh, it broke one of the rules that I. That actually Pixar talks about is, like, coincidence Mm. can get your characters into trouble but not out. Yeah, it's cheating if it just gets them out of it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, an anchor out of nowhere kind of showed up? Like, that's... Mm -hmm. Huh. All right. It it just never really... It doesn't doesn't even play, like, the rule of threes. Like, oh, there are just anchors everywhere.
0: (laughs) I don't have any way to really um, verify this, but I'm pretty sure this is the first and only time uh, Angelina Jolie was in a movie with Jack Black. It just feels like that's a statistic that's true.
1: It really does. I'll go with it. It makes sense.
0: And if there is one, please leave a comment uh, as to what movie that is. Yeah, please let
1: us know what that is because I think I need to see it. (laughs) The... uh... Another interesting thing about this movie is that it was released on VHS, um, 2004, still a year where VHSs were being distributed. Um, it also had a game uh, that had a completely different cast of voice actors for the game. Was there any
0: anyone that was moderately famous that stepped in? No. Like instead of Jack
1: Black, they got Steve Zahn? <laughs> no. I like Steve's on. All right. Now it's time for us to go into the segment where we talk about head cannon. (laughs) Uh, Have you guys seen my head? (laughs) Oh no, but I got this cannon over here. Oh, Uh, (laughs) this is a part of the show where we talk about our unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the movie. My head cannon is that um, Oscar and Lenny, are actually the dream of like this whole story is just like the dream of Nemo
0: oh this is how he
1: copes with being lost yeah like when he's yeah. asleep he he wakes up and is like oh god oh oh wow that was I just had a really
0: weird dream interesting I like the dream angle uh and I'll I'll continue with that for my headcanon Uh, and say that this is also a dream but it is is Lenny's dream because he is actually the teacher from School of Rock who has fallen asleep during class which is why the tagline is A New School's Gonna Rule Wow because he's sitting in school and why they force fit the musical number at the end (laughs) Uh yes. It also makes sense why he would uh, dream of fish, because he specifically calls out the bass guitar in School of Rock, Uh, which is spelled the same as a bass. So he has bass on the brain.
1: Uh that's good. That's really good. (laughs) Here's my thing. Because this takes place entirely underwater, Mm -hmm. and they make a ton of Titanic references. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: but this is like New York, right? It's like... Because they have a Times Square-type uh, thoroughfare. Well, I... currents there.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, the puns. Um, I think it, it is supposed to be, like, in an ocean. I would say it's probably the Atlantic.
0: Yeah. It's um, the Titanic's there, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, because I, I think... It, the layer in which the sharks and the whales and the killer whales uh, congregate at is supposed to be the Titanic.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Right. It's got the the portrait with the necklace. Yeah. (laughs) And it was amazing that Scorsese smashed
1: through that picture. (laughs) Straight (laughs) through it. Right through it. Oh, yeah. So anyway, since it does talk about the Titanic uh, a lot. I think my headcanon is that um, this does take place in the same universe as Titanic and Jaws because the opening oh, number yeah. is just like dunna, dunna. Oh, I hate that song. What? It's our theme song. Like, is It's just- even a Jaws
0: billboard. Yeah. So you think when they go and watch Jaws, they root for the shark? Oh, absolutely. It's I- like their version of Million dollar baby,
1: <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. That that was a um, that was so interesting. So, I I know this is just because I am who I am, and I just need to accept it. But like, I could not get over how electricity worked underwater.
0: I know it should. Everyone be dead?
1: I don't know. I, I was just like, wait. So that's like a light, right? Like, that's a light. Like, there's a wire and everything. Like, that's a light. What, what is operating it? Like, you don't see a bunch of electric eels just, like, hanging out saying, it's a living. Like, that's, that would be the only thing that would make sense to me. The two uh,
0: Jamaican guys do use their electrical powers for certain things at the car wash, mm-hmm. um, which was also nice to get some Dougie Doug back in my life. Yeah,
1: man, I've if I've said it once, then I've... Only said it once. Like, we need more Dougie Doug. I said it after I saw Cool Runnings for the first and second
0: time. Kiss my lucky egg. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought of that too. The electricity,
1: like, sometimes it shocks people, sometimes it doesn't. It just kept on bothering me. I don't know why. But how? How exactly? How does one... I'll oh, get over it. I just gotta let it go. But every time... Like there's just a prominent scene just with a like a a lamp, like a actual lamp. I'm like How how is this how how does any of this work? I don't get it.
0: How do you forge glass? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yes. Another thing that I uh, thought was an interesting concept to go with is uh gambling. hmm Now they said like for 5,000 clams, my headcanon is this. Though money does... though Let's just say they do have a currency. I really do think that this world is just due for, like, a 2008 recession. <laughs> just total collapse. Yeah, like, the sequel is gonna be focused on how Oh man, it turns out that these. We never really had any clams. Like, we've just been printing new clams, like, every day. There's, like, no real actual clams. Mm -hmm. There's a crisis. Then everyone has to get evicted from their coral reefs, and it's just going to be a very hard time. Except for Oscar, who saw it happening. The big shark
0: coming soon to. Apple TV and theaters near you. Starring yes. Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. There it is.
1: Uh, the big shark. Uh, yeah, I actually really like that. All right. So let's head on over um, just next door. I don't know why I keep on wanting to use that as a transition. Let's head
0: on over, guys. All of us over. together. <laughs> get in the brain train. <laughs>
1: uh let's head on over to the uh other segment of the show where we talk about uh recasts and remakes who would be in this movie how would we remake it if it were be if it were to be remade today because it is uh 12 years old this movie is 12 years old so if they wanted to do a remake they could
0: uh first of all i would cast donald glover uh in will smith's part oh my goodness I think he could bring really good energy to the role. Mm -hmm. I would
1: just recast Will Smith as all the roles. Um, (laughs) Just really see what his range is. Just literally every role. Um, Or the whole Smith family. It's just called Shark Tale, um, a Smith family project. And it's just Will, Jada, Jaden, Willow, and they just make it their own. Because apparently, the thing I forgot to mention is that a lot of people had problems with the design of the characters. They said it it hit an uncanny valley um, for them.
0: I I got a little bit of that with Martin Scorsese's character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think design-wise, I would have either... I think I would go in a slightly different direction with the fish, make them look more human like so i would just want will smith in a fish costume um and have it just be like a play <laughs> yeah but then after that i want them to digitally uh recreate everything but not change a single frame
0: those are my demands <laughs> take them or leave them i would just uh put less teeth in the fish there's a lot of human teeth in fish in this movie
1: huh yeah you're right a lot of oh man no i can't
0: unsee that the shark teeth look right but the uh yeah the normal fish teeth are like man that that fish is just a full set of teeth <laughs>
1: yeah i think uh, other than that i think that uh um, i think casting is pretty it's pretty spot on I, if i were to change the story at all I would eliminate the Lenny character, or not Lenny. Um, Lenny's brother's character. It's just like, listen, mm-hmm. Lenny, you're my only son. You need to prove yourself. This at the other. And I, I would just want him to like bump it to Oscar, or maybe Oscar was his friend this whole time. Like he, would, he just secretly had like a fish friend. It's just like, oh man, how's it going? It's just like, oh man, you know, it's tough. I did this at the other. Like he was his confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, wait a second, my problem can solve your problem strangers on a train we can do the strangers on a train thing (laughs) like yeah like i pretend to fake like you pretend to kill me and then i'll like go out and attack you and then the father goes on this whole revenge scheme and then they have to like keep on like out topping their lie to each other but the thing that they really need to do is just be honest with themselves and the people around them You have a lot of the same beats. It's just it's a simplified story. I think the whole best friend comment is just yeah. So his best friend's a fish. I'm like, I mean, you guys have had a couple of interactions, but like, I wouldn't call you best friends. But I I think if they like establish that thing, just like all right, Dad, I'm gonna go hunting, and then he's like, all right, man, I gotta go uh, hang out um, party, and they just like best friends, and they just like hang out. Like I don't know. I think that could be a fun shift of direction and how that story would be told today i would uh, even like
0: to see it as a somewhat superhero element to it that mm. he's like in charge of protecting this reef from the beginning um but people don't believe in the protection that's being offered um and so it's kind of the batman idea of um he needs the villains to justify his actions mm. uh, so in this case it'd be will smith saying like Hey, if you go along with this, I need I need a a real villain to prove my worth. Oh, it's Mystery Men. It's it's the exact plot of Mystery <laughs> Men, uh, where Greg Kinnear has beaten all the villains and needs to create a villain. Um, but in this, it, it wouldn't be an actual villain. It would just be Lenny who needs to look tough. Uh, but yeah, I all could right. see them playing with that. But for the if they keep the the mafia angle for some kind of remake, I'd love to see Ray Liotta. Oh, oh, take yeah. more of a
1: role. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's strong. I like that. Like, I don't know. I would either make Angelina Jolie's character uh, connected to someone else because she just like the only problem I had with her and the movie is just like, so is she just there to be like a gold digger type character? Because like she literally is just she just shows up. She's just at this racetrack. And he said, millionaire she said millionaire and then she floats on over and yeah. i was just like but like literally who is she and did she just she's just gonna show up kind of thing like she wasn't tied to anyone else in the movie she just showed up and then she shows up with the shark <laughs> just out of nowhere
0: i think she was an informant for them
1: Ah, uh, yeah it, it it's just, hard to tell yeah
0: well, she was just an embody- embodiment of everything that Will Smith thought that he wanted, but a metaphor is not a great use of character. <laughs> <laughs> they can be a metaphor, but yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, it did seem to kind
1: of. Yeah, I would just random. I don't times. know what. I, yeah, I would just like tie her in, or I don't know, just like tie her in closer to uh, the mob characters, just to mm-hmm. make it a little bit tighter. Story-wise. I'd also like
0: to see it be more like um, a Mindy Kaling type role. Yes, where it's like dragging him over to that side, and he has a little mm-hmm. more willpower to. Uh, uh, no pun intended. Uh, I, I said it. Roll credits. Uh, 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 oh, and for Jack Black, I'd either like Chris Pratt or uh, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> yes absolutely cuz Jack yes. Black put on kind of a voice for this character Jack McBrayer wouldn't need to
1: <laughs> yeah so for you know the the kids like the little kid fishes the, the who ended vandals. up yeah the, yeah the vandals who ended up opening up their custom car shop like what is it uh it's like pimp your it's like some play on words for pimp your ride or something like that instead of them um, I would cast season one Luke from Modern Family <laughs> Dang it <laughs> uh, to, Just to play really all three roles Just to yeah. give him some range <laughs>
0: He's the Meryl Streep of young kids
1: <laughs> Those are my uh, recast and remake ideas
0: and Instead of Martin Scorsese I'd get J.J. J.
1: Abrams <laughs> uh... Yeah they have the, uh, the matching eyebrows Yeah that would work
0: uh, They'd have the glasses on. <laughs> Any scene he's in, we just have a bunch of lens flares. Yep. And uh, scored by Michael Cicchino.
1: Just real solid yeah. motif. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right. So now we're going to give you guys our reason to recommend. Grayson, why would you recommend this movie?
0: I would recommend this movie because the cast it really is on their shoulders and, uh, it's an interesting interaction of personalities that, like we said, I can't think of specific times where I've seen a lot of this combination aside from De Niro and Scorsese, obviously, but, uh, some interesting pairings and performances. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot of puns. So you got to like puns, um, specifically fish puns. Um, I think it's it's probably one you haven't seen. Like it just got lost in the shuffle uh, during that early 2000s animation craze. And uh, I mean, that the craze is still going on. but at this time, it was like so frequent that they were putting them out that it's a it's a good movie. That you probably didn't see, so I would recommend putting the time. It's it's actually it's pretty short too. It's only an hour and a half, mm-hmm. which has to be the shortest movie Scorsese's ever worked on. Uh, <laughs> but it really is um, it really is fun and and quick. And if you have kids, I highly recommend it for kids too because it's one of those where the parents will get different jokes out of it than the kids will. Um, so the rewatchability is fairly high there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would I would say um, if you don't like puns, don't watch this movie. Um, It's uh, I mean, it's a movie that um, it really does nail its premise. It's just like, great. So what if we had an underwater mob movie, but it was kind of a comedy? Like, that's that's really what this movie is. Um and it plays on a lot of the jokes and tropes um and hits all the beats and um traditional um like mob movies but um it's it's fun it's goofy um it doesn't take itself too seriously either so it's definitely a ton of fun uh i know it's compared to finding Nemo, but it doesn't it's it's a completely different movie. No, it's uh, really closer to Shrek. Yeah, it really is. And so, I would say go into the movie looking for that, and really just allow yourself to enjoy it because it's a. It really is. I know I s- talked about some of the problems I had with uh, the movie, but I think that I think that overall it's really fun. Um, <laughs> the oh man, just the the puns that are l- just I I littered everywhere um is just I'd say worth it alone because they, they just make so many puns and so many references and it's uh it's in a playful fun manner so I would recommend it for that. Yeah.
0: And we mentioned that it has like life lessons everywhere. There are some really authentic emotional moments in the movie too that um it's that kind of uh emotional core that's typically uh, associated with pixar mm-hmm. but um i i'd say pixar probably has like focused it more but this one has a lot of those where you uh you come across them you're like oh wow that really took me off guard but that's a great relational point and builds in an organic way so it's a surprising movie
1: and um if you have been saying to yourself you know what no one's really done um a good cover of Car Wash. Um, look no further than this movie. And that just about does it for our review of Shark Tale. Let us know what you thought of the movie on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. And let us know what you thought of our review on uh iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave us a review uh letting us know. Uh actually leave us a review using some kind of fish or shark pun and um and i i just i just love i just love that as a review or a comment on SoundCloud i'd love that so thanks and be sure to tune in next time where we
0: remember this day as the day we watched Independence, Independence Day
1: ah that's right we will be reviewing the 1996 original Independence Day starring uh none other than uh Oscar Shark Killer himself Will Smith The guy
0: from the fish movie?
1: Uh, (laughs) One in the same. Uh, We also get another movie with Bill Pullman, which I am not upset about.
0: I love Bill Pullman. What movie have we already done with Bill Pullman?
1: Sleep is in Seattle.
0: Oh my gosh, you're right.
1: Right? I never forget a movie with Bill Pullman in it. Oh,
0: please. Makes me want to watch Casper right now, even if it is out of season.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, you don't want to miss out. So... Be sure to tune in right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until next time, remember to be kind and rewind.